Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Life Over Coffee. I am Rick Thomas. We are doing Life Over Coffee. I got to get going here because I got a lot of ground to cover. I had a friend to ask about the process of producing articles, podcasting, video content for our ministry. She was inspired to accept the call to share the practical gospel with the hurting world. The current cultural and political climate is what is motivating her. And she's been following our ministry for a while, and she asked how to take advantage of technology's redemptive use to affect lives. And I talk about this all the time, the redemptive use of technology. There is a non-redemptive use, and I think all of us have experienced that, but there is a redemptive use as well, God's common grace pouring out on us to where we can take this means of grace, use it redemptively around the world or around our neighborhood or our community or our local church. God will make it go wherever it needs to go. What we have to do is get off the dime and be doers of the word. And this lady has been inspired. And over the past couple of months, I have been talking more about this probably than any other time in the history of this ministry because of the current cultural and political climate. The culture and the politics is squeezing in on us, and we cannot sit by passively. We've always been told to go and make disciples. Well, we need to get after that. We need to come together. We need to have this singular focus, but there are ways to do it. We do it differently than the way Paul did it 2,000 years ago. The gospel has not changed, but the means by which we spread the gospel, well, they have changed, and we need to learn. And so my Christian friend, she asked her questions to me on our private forums. Our private forums are for those who support our ministry, and for and, and the people who support our ministry financially, I, I want to, I, I tend to want to go above and beyond to help them because they're making a financial commitment to us, and therefore they are the ones that we will respond to the most quickly. Uh, it's kind of like your church folk. You have your church members who have committed to that local church, and then you have other people. Well, you don't diss anyone, but there is a priority, and the folks who do support us, I want to honor them. It's, it's one way that we can say gratitude, uh, express gratitude to them. And so she, a supporter, was on our private forums. And, and you can read this conversation if you happen to be a supporter of our ministry. And she asked if I could do a podcast on her questions. I'm sorry. I asked her if I could do a podcast on her questions, which she granted. And so I hope that this small offering here will stir many believers to use their unique gifts to impact the culture. Now, at the same time, I, I think within a couple of days, I had a, another forum requester asking about doing a podcast. He wants to do a podcast, and he was asking a specific question about it. This really trips my trigger. It floats my boat, and whatever other metaphor I can come up to communicate the positive uh, feeling and the optimism I have when people are talking this way. This is the stuff that I really like talking about. And, and she said, the, the lady lady friend, 
said that this is not the normal question that people ask on these forums, and it was kind of apologetic in a sense, in tone, but it's like, no, don't apologize. I love these questions because I want to help people. I, I want them to help them in a specific way, not just in their marriages and their personal lives and their relationships and their decision-making about whatever situational difficulty that is happening to them, but I really want to help those who have a, a distinct leadership gift or they're growing into their leadership gift and they want to step out of that boat and start walking on water and doing stuff in the area of disciple making. Now that really gets me going. And so this is episode 294. The title of it is, What is the best way to start a ministry similar to yours? Now here is a quote. This is what she said uh, to me, is what she said in the private forum. She said, You inspire action. And I am thankful for the position the Lord has placed you in. Your discernment of the times we're living in is encouraging. I want to build the kingdom with whatever capacity the Lord gives me. And I also want to partner with other believers. I appreciate your work with Daniel Berger, another asset to the kingdom that helps people see and discern. And Daniel, too, is one of those people. Uh, he is a busy feller using his gifts out in the world. And I just appreciate the way that he walks on water, too. Just getting out of that boat and doing things, uh, taking, just resisting any fear and inhibition that he may have because the passion about the message overcomes whatever our sin liabilities are. And so, yes, Daniel is doing a good work, too. She also said, I have no idea what this could look like. But I said to my husband the other night, quote, I wish we could invite them to come for the day to just talk with them. You two are very, talking about Daniel and myself, you two are very like-minded, and I'm a connector. Thank you for taking the time to interact with me on this. I did pretty well at the start, but brevity is not my specialty, as shown toward Toward the end, she's talking about this long forum post that she had, but it was fine. And so again, this is episode 294. The title of it is, What is the Best Way to Start a Ministry Similar to Yours? This podcast is, is technical. This is going to be a technical podcast about building a ministry, and I'm going to get into some specific things. Now, it is also suggestive. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, she's asking me a question, and I'm talking out loud. To her and within earshot of you by putting it on a podcast and it's suggestive uh, you don't have to imitate any of this but but you can listen and and imitate tweak do it your own way uh, but again uh, it is suggestive and this is also going to be highly tech technical and i'm going to divide it in part in two parts part one will be random questions that she was throwing at me and then part two i'm going to get into the specificity of audio video questions about doing podcast and doing videos and this will not be exhaustive either and i probably should add that here not exhaustive as i type up my notes right now uh, but like most things we'll be skipping a rock across across the pond so let me get at her questions she said, at this point, as one who is mostly at the ground level, where should I invest the most time to make the most significant impact? Audio? Video? Writing? Well, part of the answer to that question is to learn how to make a decision. 
and I have an article linked here that you really do have to become familiar with. And it doesn't matter what the decision is. In this case, we're talking about building a ministry, but you have to know how to make a decision. Biblical decision-making is one of the most important things that you could take away from this podcast. And I have an article. I have a one-hour webinar. It's all on our website. It's all free. You can read it. You can listen to that article on a podcast. You can watch that one-hour webinar. I have a a shorter six-minute, five- or six-minute video as well uh, that you can watch. But you have to master how to make a decision to know how to do it. I'm not going to get into all those components in this podcast, but that information is available. And it's also linked here inside these show notes, episode 294. But she's asking a, a, a multiple, multiple level, multiple perspective question. Where should I begin? Where should I devote my most significant time or to have the most significant impact? Should it be audio, video, writing? The first thing that I would ask you to do is determine what you want to do. What is it that you want to do? And that would typically be tied to something that you are good at. And so don't don't take the hardest thing to do. If, if video, video production seems overwhelming to you, well, don't start there. If doing a podcast seems most difficult for you, uh, don't start there. You know, start with with writing. And that's honestly where most people do write. But you determine what you want to do, and it will be tied uh, usually to something that you're good at, and that will help you because there's so many things to learn in this area of, of doing digital media. And so you want to start with something that's kind of in your wheelhouse. And you'll also have to determine your target audience. Are you going to help teenagers, young mothers, married couples, older people, or a specific group of people that struggle with a specific issue like autism or are you going to deal with salvation, where it's primary evangelism, uh, or is it going to be about sanctification? And so you have to determine that, and that will also help to narrow it down the kind of content. Both of those things go hand in hand. What do you want to do? What are you good at as far as the type of content that you can produce easily in the beginning? And then determine your your target audience. What is the best way to reach this target audience? And so is it uh, your demographic will matter. If it's a young demographic, if they're 25 years old, if they're under 30 years old, then technology will be uh, a much easier for them. But if they are a older demographic, uh, they're not as tech savvy. And so you'll have to consider that. And you would have to consider that as far as building a blog is concerned. You want to make it uncluttered, a lot of white space, very user-friendly. Uh, you don't want it to be cumbersome for them, especially if your demo uh, is older. And if you're doing the work of sanctification, as I do, the question is to build a ministry similar to ours. Well, if you're going to do that, then your demographic will be primarily 35 to 65 years old because it's that audience that is really hungry for answers. The younger generation is not so much looking for answers. Uh, Part of it is because they have all the answers, but the other part of it, they are in a different kind of busy time, and they're also preoccupied with things that are not essential to doing life, like Instagram and 
TikTok and whatever their social media is. And, and so they're not really thinking about sitting down and reading articles on sanctification. But as you become older, 30, 35, married, children, 40, 45, uh, then your questions begin to mount. And so if you're doing the work of sanctification, you probably are going to be dealing with an older demo. And so you want to consider that when you are building a ministry, because uh, if you're going through technology, there are certain ways uh, to do it. And then, again, you want to pick the easiest discipline, which is probably going to be writing. And that's what I would recommend to probably 99% of the people who are going into doing some kind of ministry similar to ours. I, w- I would say start start writing. There's several reasons for that. I mean, people are conditioned to read. Uh, people will read. They'll read what you have. Uh, also, writing is the most common thing. Uh, you're more comfortable writing than you are talking into a microphone or talking into a camera. Uh, we start reading and writing way or years earlier than we ever start talking into a microphone or a video, and so that's going to become natural uh, to you. And then I want you to think about this. As you mature, your your writing skills are going to uh, mature as well. You're going to get your repetitions in, and the more writing reps you get, and so the first two years of this ministry, 2008, uh, middle of 2008 to the middle of 2009 to the middle of 2010, the first two years, I wrote an article every day. I wrote over 700 articles every day. I was getting my reps in. Those articles were <laughs> were junk. <laughs> I mean, they were good as far as my passion and my intent and maybe a little wisdom, wisdom sprinkled along the way, but the writing was horrific. Uh, but you get better at it as you, as you write. You also learn how to write for the Internet. Writing for the Internet is a little bit different than writing a letter. Uh, and so you want to get your repetitions in, but writing would come more natural to you. And by the way, another reason is that you can re- repurpose writing. You repurpose your content all the time. I am repur- repurposing my articles all the time. I write the article. I repurpose it into a podcast. I repurpose it into a video. I repurpose it into a quote or a graphic or a poster meaning I pull a blurb out. I mean, a video is not a full-length article, but I I take the highlights and put it in a a video. And so if you write a blog post, you're actually writing future content. You're writing future podcasting content. So when it comes to doing the actual podcast, you're not starting from scratch as in, well, before I can do the podcast, i got to write the content. You've already written the content in the article that you wrote three years ago. Now you're putting it in an audio, and then you'll put it in a video. Then you'll pull a sentence out, a quote out, a blurb out. You'll make a quote. You put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook. You'll make a graphic. You'll turn it into a poster. And so as you mature in your writing skills, you can also start repurposing at the same time. And then as you build an archive and what you're trying to do is to you build your big box store, which is your website, and you want to start putting you want to start putting uh, merchandise in the store, articles. You want to fill up the shelves with articles. And you can do that a lot quicker than you can with podcasting. And so you start writing, you start filling up the shelves with content, you develop yourself a pace, and then you can start thinking about podcasting. She went on to say that none of this seems feasible to me without a team. I'm not a techie, nor do I have time to mess around with it during this life season. 
I want to be able to do what I do best and delegate things, delegate a few things. And that's one of the reasons I was saying, well, probably writing is the course of action that you want to take. And then there's not as much. You really don't have to dedicate anything to have a blog. You may want to dedicate things later on if you do podcasting or video production. But honestly, I didn't dedicate any, uh, dedicate, I didn't delegate any of those things. Uh, when I started, I learned them and did them myself, but I did them incrementally. And so I was writing, 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 and learning how to not just write, but also write for the internet. And then, of course, you're learning, you know, blogging and you know how to put it on uh, your website. And then, uh, while I was once I got into that rhythm, and then I started studying podcasting, and already had my content created, and then I began to do that. And then after I did podcasting, then I started doing video work, and then I started doing that. And so start writing and just do that for a while, and and then you can repurpose that content, then you can add podcast production, and then you can add uh, video. But if you think about it all as one clump, it will be overwhelming, and it will shut you down. It can paralyze you. And so the way that you eat the elephant is one bite at a time, and you start at the place that tastes the best, wherever that is on an elephant. And for you, again, it's probably going to be writing. One of the things that you want to do is to identify your gifts. When you think about all the work that needs to be done, and I'm talking about now an administrative perspective that I want to share with you. When you think about all the work that needs to be done, you do need to think about what are your gifts. I have two primary gifts. They are content creation and and leadership development. And so if you were to take a big white board and a erasable marker, and if you were to draw a, a big box, a rectangular box in the middle of that white board, and then you write inside of that what your gifts are. I would write content creation and leadership development inside that big rectangular box. And then you would write or you'd draw little boxes all around that big box. And those little boxes would represent all the things that you need in order to pull off what you want to pull off. For example, marketing and social media and graphic design, uh, videography, uh, podcasting, editing, uh, administration, marketing, fundraising. I mean, there's a lot of little boxes that are around that. Now, what that does is it gives you a visual of your short-term, long-term goals. And so right now, you can focus on your gifts. Let's say your gifts is writing. That's what's inside that big box. And then you can add another little box out to the out, outside of that, say podcasting. But you will be the one that will spin that plate. You're already very comfortable at writing, so you learn how to do podcasting. And then eventually, as you continue to build an audience, what will happen is people start will start coming to you. And they will be volunteering but in the beginning, I mean, most business people, this is this is how it works. You are wearing many hats, a lot of hats. And so you just get comfortable with that, and you do that incrementally. Like the frog in the kettle, it is a slow boil, and that's as far as you want to take that analogy. You don't boil yourself to death, but if you take it in <laughs> incrementally, uh, you'll be able to learn these things, and you'll be able to do them well. I can't overstate this, but when I started this ministry in 08, I couldn't spell URL. Now, people will say you're very tech-savvy and you have a lot of marketing, whatever, insight, whatever. And I get that. 
But you also have to understand that was 12 years ago. I mean, it's been a 12-year process. I didn't get to this place. I wasn't nowhere. I was one of those old people. I was the old demographic who was. I was anti-Facebook. I was anti-technology. And somebody just rebuked me. Or not. Well, that's too strong. But they confronted me about how I thought about these things, and I listened to them, and I began to investigate, and I realized that there was a whole world here that could be turned redemptive. And so I repented of my stubbornness, my fear, or whatever the hang-up was, and then just started moving along, and I did not know anything. My best friend during that whole process was YouTube. And if I didn't know something, I just went on YouTube, and I and I learned it, and I would appeal for you to do that as well. And so identify your gifts, let's say writing, start writing content, and then as you identify these other things, that these boxes, these satellites outside of your primary center box, and, and you do those things, you learn them in order of importance that you need them at this moment, and eventually you'll be able to put people in those positions to where they can they can do that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of money involved. I mean we're we're we we're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do our ministry today, but we didn't have that money back then, but now that we do, uh, I can step out of those little boxes, and so I send my video uh, to someone else, and I can send other things to other people. Uh, and even our mastermind program, we have two supervisors in addition to me, there's three all together, that help, and so it's many hands, but this is 12 years down the road, and it takes a ton of money to be able to do that, but as you start small with your strengths, and you just begin to work out there, eventually it will all come together. And so uh, learn how to do this yourself. And as you grow your audience, you talk to your friends, maybe you can start delegating these things, but do not wait to delegate before you start producing. Uh, a, A bad plan, a crappy plan is better than no plan at all. And so just start producing Today, make sure and begin to identify what your vision is. Begin to identify what your audience will be. Begin to identify what your content will be. And then get after it. And you will learn as you go. You learn by doing. And if you, I'm not saying you, the person who's asking these questions, but if anybody is, is the kind of person that has, ha- that has to have all the data before them and all their questions answered before them, they will never go anywhere. And so you get a few things settled in your mind and you take that first step. It's called, it's called living and walking by faith. And as you do this, you will gain clarity. Do not make the mistake of thinking that you have to have the perfect plan before you can go. The question is, uh, she, she asked, do I need to outsource editing, which requires capital? How do I generate revenue to cover the cost of the ministry like this? A donate button? No, blogging is nearly free. It is virtually free to blog, and so start writing. And then get software like what we have, Grammarly. You can get the pro version. You can get the free version, but you can get the pro version for a hundred and something dollars a year. And it's outstanding software, and it will edit as you go, and it will actually train you. Uh, part of the Grammarly process is to train you in your writing skills. It's one of the best investments that you can make as far as a writer is concerned. And then you can find a friend to help you uh, to read 
and to give you honest feedback on critique. And so the first part of this podcast was this lady asking random questions. The second part, audio, visual, audio and video questions. She asked, how long does it how long does the production of a podcast episode take you from thoughts to notes to recording to editing? Well, from recording to getting it out there, uh, probably under two hours. And so the part that takes the longest is the reflection time, prayer time, and the drafting, the rough draft time. And it really depends, but for me, it doesn't take as long as it used to. And it also depends on what kind of podcast that you do. If you're doing an article like I do, I mean, the the reflection of an article, praying, crafting, rough drafting of the actual article to the producing of the podcast can take anywhere to 10 to 12 hours. Uh, but again, I wrote all the articles years ago, and then I came back later and started doing podcasts, so it happens in phases. But then if you do a podcast like this one here, I'm basically just working through bullet points. And so you just write out your outline, and then you talk through it, assuming that you have something to say, uh, because you have to add a lot of content that's not written out. And so if you're, if you're a good, decent public speaker, and you have a lot of information in your head, all you need is bullet points and an outline, and you would be able to talk. And it doesn't take that long to write to write an outline and to be able to produce the podcast. Does it take long at all? And so it really just depends uh, on the type of podcast that you're going to do. We do two types. We do long-form articles that we put into audio, into podcast, and then we do outline podcasts, which is what this series is, Life, Life Over Coffee. All right, do you edit them yourself? Yes, you do, and it's not hard. It's really not that hard. Uh, but I realize that I also have been doing this for a long time. And so you have to really keep in mind this idea of incremental learning. And as you think about incremental learning, you'll be amazed at how much you will learn in a year's time and, and, and two years' time. Uh, technically, I use uh, GarageBand uh, on the Mac computer. Uh, to do the actual recording is what's happening right now. I'm looking at my garage band as I'm talking. I do my podcast for 30 minutes. I know when the time is going to end. I'm watching the clock. I'm reading my notes. And I'm talking into a PR40 microphone. And that's one of the key things that you want. I'm wearing Sony Pro headphones right now. Uh, so that I can hear myself and hear uh, what's going on in, in the entire production. But also, the, the PR40 uh, microphone, there's several of the, these good quality mics. This is just the one that I, I chose from the podcast YouTube video dude that I was looking at years ago. And other people have affirmed this, and I've seen some other uh, popular podcasts where they use this micro microphone as well. I record my podcast. I'm sitting in the front room of our house. I can look out the window. There can be dogs barking and lawnmowers going. And uh, if you have a good quality microphone, you will be fine. And it doesn't pick up all that uh, outside noise. And you're speaking directly to it. And so GarageBand, and then I come back with Audacity, 
uh, to do some additional editing, and it's really a simple, simple uh, pro process. Regarding videos, how high tech is your process? Well, the other question, the better, the better way to answer that is to work with what you have. Now, what we have is a Sony camera, which is a super expensive camera, about four thousand, little over four thousand dollars with the, for the body and for the uh, lens. Uh, but uh, our initial podcast uh, videos were, was with an iPhone, and you can do a lot with an iPhone. It's not a Sony camera, but uh, it's pretty good quality. I also use a teleprompter a lot of times, uh, and I'll put a link to the teleprompter that I actually used where I can look right into my camera, uh, but I'm reading the script. And as you practice that, uh, you can pretty much get away with it, and they won't know that you're, you're doing it. You want a high-quality microphone. I use a lavalier mic that I just uh, clip onto my shirt, and it t goes directly into my camera. You can also uh, put it directly into your, your phone with a little adapter pigtail uh, that you can put it, a dongle, I guess is what they call it, that you can put it in there, and your lavalier will, will go right into your iPhone, and you'll get a good, uh, get you can get a desk uh, tripod, a little 16 18 inch tripod i have two of those here i also have a big tripod for my uh, sony camera but you can get you a nice tripod and you can put your phone on it so it's still it's, it's not moving around your lavalier is plugged into it you just sit right in front of it and make sure you look where the camera is <laughs> make sure you know where to look on the iphone that does make a difference difference it's not that this is just not sophisticated. And then you do a video, and you can upload it right to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere that you wish. And then as you move along, you can get more high-tech but don't uh, high-tech recording equipment, but don't think that way. Just think basic. I mean, just think basic. The, the thing that really matters is the content. That's the thing that matters. I mean, there are people that do YouTube videos, and they've got their underwear hanging off the lamps behind them and it's just terrible terrible video terrible background but but they have 10 million views because of the content and so the main thing you need is the passion with a goal in mind it's the same for anything that you want our mastermind students who finish our course typically have a passion for what they're doing they have a purpose in mind if you have a passion for what you're doing taking the gospel around the world and you have a purpose then just get after it and do it, and you will do well. Let's keep talking about this. You can jump on our private forums and jump in this conversation or start your own. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.